Psalm of 77, I want to take just a few moments to walk us through a few thoughts, and then I want Miss Gail Murhowski to come, and she's going to take a few moments to update us on a little bit of the history. Once again, I share with you throughout the morning and again tonight that uh, 134 years ago, November the 28th, exactly on this day, as far as the, the date of the, of the month, the first service that uh, organized First Baptist Church of Hammond was held. And I'm looking forward to hearing about that. I think it's a good idea for us to occasionally look back. And I ask you to come tonight with a word of praise for how God has used this church family in your life, something that's come to your mind. And I've asked several people today, they've told me, and I love hearing what people say. I think God loves it more than I do, and he certainly deserves our praise. We're not praising each other, we're praising the Lord for what God has done. Let's look real quickly at Psalm 77. Just once again, a, a fellow who's going through a difficult time. He's backslidden. He's crying. He's upset. And he wants to complain to the Lord. He says, I'm in trouble. I cannot speak. I call to remembrance my song in the night. And I commune with my own heart. He talks to himself. Then verse number 10, and I said, this is my infirmity. But I will remember the years of the right hand of the Most High. I mean, it's okay to remember some difficult times, but aren't you glad to remember the good times of the Lord? Whenever he flexed his right arm and he helped us in difficult times, I think, oh, Peter, he didn't talk too much about his, uh, his adventure out on the ocean there or on the, on the sea when he started to sink. Probably was pretty embarrassing for him to some extent. But uh, how thankful I am that God helped Peter and God helped Paul and he helped you and he helps me. He said, I want to remember the right hand of God. I want to remember whenever he helped me. It's obviously he helped me. Once you look at verse number 11, I will remember the works of the Lord. I want to remember what God did, his work. Surely I will remember thy wonders of old. And this, of course, in uh, 1887, you and I were not here. We weren't even thought of. But uh, throughout the history of our church, there's been a lot of wonderful things done. I want you to listen a few moments when... Miss Gale shares with us some thoughts on that. I want to remember the works of old. I will meditate also of all thy work. Here's another thing the Bible tells us, not only remember, but to, to contemplate, to think about, to meditate on God's goodness. And one of the things that one of the books of the Bible is given wholly over to remembering. Do you know what book that is? Someone tell me. Deuteronomy. Yeah, the whole book. And God specifically, you know, one of the reasons we have the Lord's Supper because God wants us to remember. The whole book of Deuteronomy is, he said, look, as your kids get older, I want you to cause them to remember. Whenever they're drinking water out of a beautiful well, remember they didn't dig that well. When they go pick off a, a grapes off a vine, remember they didn't, they didn't plant that vine. When they enjoy the milk and honey of the cane land, they will remember. Whenever they get strong themselves, let them not forget what, what God did throughout the years. Meditate. Then I want you to notice here, and this is the reason why I've asked you to come with a, with a voice of praise. Look, if you would please, at verse number 12. I will meditate on all thy works. And then what does the Bible say? I'll talk of thy doings. I'm going to talk about and tell others and tell you about what you have done. Thy way, O God, is in a sanctuary. That's talking about the house of God, the temple of God. He said, God, we learned that from God's house who is so great a God as our God. Would you read verse 13 with me out loud? Thy way, O God. 
I think that was okay if you're a Presbyterian or a Methodist or something like that. Let's try to read that a little bit more out. Are you ready? Verse 13. Thy way. Yeah, for thou art a God that doest wonders and hast declared thy strength among the people. And then it continues on God's way and how that he leadeth his people like a flock. Verse 20. Thou leddest thy people like a flock by the hand of Moses and Aaron, reminding us that we've been led. Brother Keith McKinney and his sister Gail put together the old church downtown and have researched hours and hundreds and thousands of hours, I'm sure, to come together. And I hope you have a book like that and your references. I have enjoyed reading it in recent days and just reflecting on all that was done so we could be sitting here today looking at each other and rejoicing in the things of God. This church is not all it ought to be. It may be a little above... Uh, average, but it's nowhere near normal that God wants it to be. But we are a blessed people. And Miss Gail, once you come, if you would please, I wanted to take a few minutes. I've asked her to do an impossible task, and that is take 10, 12 minutes to encapsulate 134 years of ministry. And I want you just to learn a little bit, listen carefully. And I've asked her to take a few minutes and and remind us of some major happenings in our church, and then I want to come back and talk a little bit together in a praise service together if we can. Thank you. Why would anyone want to go to Hammond, Indiana, is the question the founder of our church, Ellen Hill, would have to answer. Ellen Hill was the son and grandson of soul-winning, missionary-minded Baptist preachers. His grandfather, Thomas Hill Sr., founded the Coffee Creek Baptist Church of Paris Crossing in 1822, pastored there for 16 years, and founded the Coffee Creek Baptist Church Association. Our founder's father, Thomas Hill Jr., apparently faced the same hardships many preacher's kids face. He was 25 when he accepted the Lord and was baptized by his dad. However, he did not delay to serve the Lord, in 1823, he was licensed to preach, was ordained, and served for 13 years, starting churches in the surrounding seven counties. When his father's health began to fail, he became the pastor of the Coffee Creek Baptist Church and served for more than 30 years. Until 1865, the record of the spiritual life of Alan Hill, our founder, is silent. We know his first wife died in childbirth after they'd been married five years, Five years later, in 1860, he raised a company of volunteers from the Coffee Creek Paris Crossing area and served in the Civil War until his medical discharge in 1863. But he did not return home. He settled in Illinois and married again. And his bride was a deacon's daughter. The records show that in 1865, at age 32, he accepted Christ as Savior. Soon his brethren recognized his talent for public speaking, but while he felt it his duty to lead, he said a realization of unworthiness restrained him. The influence of the Spirit and the persuasion of his brethren, however, prevailed, and in April of 1869, he was licensed to preach the gospel. He was ordained the following new year and supplied pulpits in Illinois before returning to Indiana in 1881 succeeding his father as the pastor of the Coffee Creek Baptist Church in 1884 and serving within their association. Having served as state evangelist for three years, establishing Sunday schools and new churches, 
he presented a petition to their association, which had by 1887 become part of the Indiana Baptist Association, for some financial aid to start a Sunday school in Hammond, Indiana. They flatly refused. Well, they argued that the lawlessness and total depravity of the town gave a hopeless prospect for any success. The more than 2,000 men of the total population of 3,500 made Hammond more like a Wild West boomtown. There were more taverns than street corners. The major employer, the Hammond Meatpacking Company, employed 1,500 of those 2,000 men, threatened to pack up and leave any time the railroad didn't give him favorable rates. Eight railroads ran through Hammond. And housing was nothing but temporary. The report further pointed out the Chicago Association had already tried to establish several evangelistic works and had failed. The only surviving church was St. Joe's Roman Catholic Church. In other words, their reasons against starting a Sunday school in Hammond were exactly Allen Hill's reasons for starting one. Since the association wouldn't help, his home church, the Coffee Creek Baptist Church, donated and supported him. The first Sunday school met on November 14, 1887, and then on Sunday, November 28, 1887, the First Baptist Church was organized with 12 members meeting in the garret or the attic of the Morton House. And it took no time for the Indiana Sunday School organization to change its tune. The Baptist Review reported, Reverend Allen Hill is at Hammond in Lake County, only a short distance from this side of Chicago. There seems to be a good field for a church there. If we include Allen Hill as our first pastor, we've had 14 pastors from the end of the 19th century through the 20th. Bertram P. Hewitt became our first official pastor, or our second, from 1881 to 1893. They started the nursery, he aided men with the slaughterhouse ministry, and the Young Army of the Nickel Plate Railroad, in other words, lunchtime Bible studies. They joined the Baptist Young People's Union. They built the first First Baptist Church building, a frame building on land donated by Marcus Toll on Sibley Street, had choirs for adults and teens and children, and ministered to women and children through the Home Workers Society and echoed D.L. Moody and Billy Sunday's wish that women had the vote. Our, under our next pastor, Simon Phelps, 1893 to 1900, they built a lecture hall and reading room for the railroad men on layover to provide a Christian atmosphere, keeping them out of the saloons. They held Sunday afternoon classes by taking streetcars out to West Hammond, now Cal City, East Hammond, East Chicago, and Whiting, eventually starting churches there. The ladies were involved in the Women's Missionary Society. Under Pastor Carter, our fourth, he encouraged the young people to surrender to full-time Christian service and to go soul winning in Chicago. It only cost seven cents by streetcar. And they remodeled the building to add seating and make baptism easily seen and an important part of the church services. Pastor Jones, our fifth, supported missionaries to India and Africa as recommended by the Missions Department of the University of Chicago, navigated the church through the reconciliation of 70 members who'd walked out under Pastor Phelps. Well, he'd called down the teens for misbehaving in the church, and the parents had sided with the kids, and he also guided the church through the economic downturn following the G.H. Hammond Meatpacking Company's fire. 
called the biggest pig roast ever, and they stress the need for all to be saved today, especially when a teen boy who had professed his salvation one Sunday drowned the following Saturday. Pastor Sharp, our sixth, organized a church in East Hammond for the Romanians and Hungarians at the request of the Standard Steel Car Corporation, which merged with Pullman in 29. Under Pastor Floyd Adams, we built the Church with the Dome, which became known as the Strangers Church Home. We sent from our congregation missionaries to El Salvador and to the foreign territory of Alaska. We started Sunday school in Burnham, Illinois. We began Boy Scouts Troop Number 1 of Hammond and Lake County, which led to new Sunday school classes for boys, taught, teaching them to lead other men to Christ and to live by the mottos, get another man, keep on keeping on. We pull together and we mean business. Under Pastor Licklider, our eighth, the Sunday school attendance was recorded as men, women, children, and Polish. Yes, another ministry to immigrants. Under Brother Oranger, our ninth, we started another extension, the Indiana Avenue Mission, and he introduced Vacation Bible School, which lasted a month at a time, not only here at church in the mornings, but then in the afternoon by streetcar to all six missions. Under Pastor Horton, our tenth, we, he saw the church through the Depression and into the World War II era. We supported the Temperance League, the Anti-Saloon League, and the Gideons. He promoted the teen choir and church orchestra. He augmented door-to-door -door visitation with the street preaching from the chapel on wheels or the gospel wagon. Pastor T. Leonard Lewis, our 11th pastor, began the bus ministry while the streetcars had stopped running. They used publicity on radio, distributed fans in the summer, and calendars at the new year saw the church through World War II, led the church to minister in nursing homes, jails, the Pacific Garden Rescue Mission, distributed food baskets at any time of year, not just holidays. Under Pastor Purdy, our 12th, our services were aired over the Moody Bible Institute radio station, and we purchased time on secular stations to do the same, began the Wednesday evening Others Offering, and Pastor Purdy had a vision for us to be independent, free from the convention that had been asking us since the 30s to participate in various ecumenical meetings. And he resigned in order for a debt to be paid to and accepted by the convention. He sacrificed his ministry for our freedom. Pastor Miller, our 13th, well, if you joined the church under Pastor Miller, he met you and asked you what you could do, because there were 20 committees from which you could choose, including the prayer committee, the youth committee, evangelism, music. In other words, everybody could have a place to serve. And we started branch churches in Munster, Cedar Lake, Dyer, and Griffith. Brother Hiles, our 14th pastor and longest serving, from 59 to 2001, either expanded or began many ministries, including ministries to the shut-in, deaf, sunbeams, and pathfinders, and blind, soul-winning ministries meeting nearly every day of the week for adults and teens, the Spanish department, the Oriental and Sailor ministries, the modern bus ministry, eventually running over 100 buses before Hiles Anderson College, pastor school, and hosting Sword of the Lord conventions, the Hammond City Rescue Mission, 
A through G Sunday schools so buses and facilities could be used throughout Sunday. The Sunday afternoon program for the B bus kids. Hammond Baptist Schools, the grade school, junior high, high school, and City Baptist, the outgrowth of the Sunday afternoon program, and Hiles Anderson College. Started Youth Conference, the best years club for the senior citizens, Bible clubs, Blue Denim and Lace Club for grade school girls, Christian womanhood paper, and spectacular meetings, the truck stop ministry, youth baseball, the Memory Lane Memorial Garden Cemetery, but to name a few. In his 40 years as our pastor, he saw us through growth, through fire, and through rebuilding. How thankful we are for God's grace and blessings, for our pastors past and present, for those who have gone before us from our founding in 1887 throughout the 20th century, thankfully since 1887, soul winning, reaching people for Christ, always our main mission. Oh, and don't wait to be asked. If you'd like to contribute to the work of the Lord here at First Baptist, there's something for everyone and there's something you can do.